1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Shawn Paul, some 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would
3: be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait.
2: Terms and conditions apply.
4: You ready to check your feelings at the door?
1: Check it out. Check it out.
2: This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts
3: and only the truth now. Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? The state of college football is what we have to talk about. Mario Cristobal leaves the Oregon Ducks to go to the Miami Hurricanes And insider info here, but I'm still going to make sure I keep my integrity in this and things that I agreed not to say. And also, the Lions win a football game inexplicably. And what does that say about the Minnesota Vikings and who are the best teams in the league? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson, And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only, make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. Make sure you download the Right or Wrong podcast wherever podcasts are found. Watch it on YouTube. Thumbs up, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, all those things, but most importantly, share. Share the podcast with a friend. All right, let's get started, Ralph. Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon to go to Miami. I had a I had a sneaky suspicion that this was going on and I had a suspicion that this was going on, that something was up maybe three weeks ago, maybe up to a month. Momentum. And it was the same inkling that I had with Lincoln Riley. Recruiting momentum had slowed down a little bit. And that that's his deal. That that's his deal. And I was like, I sent out a couple texts. I was like, yo, is something going on? And I was like, and they were like, nah, bro, everything's good. It's fine. You know, I don't, I don't haven't heard any scuttle bugging around about anything, but I was like, "Uh, okay, but I just tabled it. Right. And then I got a chance to text Mario Cristobal last, last night. We exchanged a, we text for about an hour and it was crazy because it was different than my texts with, with, Um, Willie Taggart the night before he left because he just got in my DMs because I didn't even have his phone number. He got in my DMs to lie to me. So it's a whole different story because I will continue to have a relationship with Mario Cristobal, but Willie Taggart. eh. So, but, but did you expect this to happen when you saw the news starting to break around the Pac-12 championship?
4: No, no. But before we move forward, do you need one of those like Goodwill Hunting Robin Williams It's Not Your Fault hugs? What hell no? Nah. I'll fly out there and give
3: you a hug if, if bro, you need one. Bro, it is next man up. It is next man All up. All right, well if, if you don't want to be saying, if you d- don't wanna be here, let the um Yeah, if you if you don't wanna be be here, let the uh uh don't let the dough knob hit you where the good lord split you, my friend.
4: All right. Well, I'm just making sure because you always see people say that thing, like check on your strong friends. That's just what I'm doing.
3: Yeah, I got some frequent flyer miles (laughs) if you need a hug. That's all. Uh, Hey, man, it is now on and focused to figure out who the next head coach is going to be. So me, when so Oregon decided to get into the big money contract game, right? Because they gave Mario Cristobal a new contract about a year or two ago, right? And Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, okay, cool, right? And it didn't put him in the stratosphere, $9 million buyout, which is still, it's significant, but it's not super substantial. And I think that Oregon did make a little bit of a mistake there. Had they gone up to, you know, six mil and got him at about 13, 14 million as a buyout, Actually, actually, in this case, I don't think it would have mattered. It wouldn't have been prohibitive because Mario's not the kind of guy that money is going to move him as much as... I think that he saw what was happening with Miami. It's always been the job that he wanted. And people... Do you have people out there saying, oh, Oregon's a stepping stone job? And I'm like, no. What are, what are you talking about? If Mario had been at Oklahoma... Or USC. So now Oklahoma's a stepping stone job for, for, for Lincoln Riley? No. But had he been at USC or Oklahoma, he still would have left for this job. Do you agree?
4: Uh yeah, I think so. Here's the deal. He was born in Miami. He's Cuban. He went to high school there. He went to college there where he won two national championships. He was an assistant coach for six years, met his wife. Like, that's a lot. And now his mother is there. She's on her deathbed. Like, you you have to put yourself in the situation. Uh, what would you do? And I told you, I, I, you and I were texting back and forth, and I was like, man, I, it, you have to put yourself in his shoes. And if you put yourself in his shoes in that situation for about eight seconds, you're going to want to burn those shoes cuz that's tough. He's in the middle of building something really great at a fantastic job. The fact that he even struggled with the decision tells you how good of a job that is. Cuz in any other situation, you would go home.
3: Yeah, I and do you and I believe talking about this that as well. he I do believe and this is, I do believe like he genuinely did struggle with with the decision. I do but I also understand why it was reported last night by John Canzano, which I have heard from other sources as well that it is most likely true that Phil Knight pulled the offer off the table And
4: right, which which kind of forces his hand that kind of forces his hand to say like, all right, well, if you weren't uh-huh, if you weren't ready to put put your name put pen to paper immediately. And you were even hesitating, then you might not be the right guy for us. Phil Knight so, might have done Oregon a favor.
3: Yeah. So now here's the here here's the question, though, because we get to talking about loyalty yep. in sports, right? Loyalty, right there. There is yeah. no loyalty, and it's like, oh, but and I I just find it like I never un, under any circumstances can ever listen to a fan. Or, But especially a head coach. Well, actually, fans I understand because they want to have the best players play for their team all the time and all of that. So that makes sense. But the idea that coaches have ever, 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 including Lincoln Riley, who didn't want to let the the backup quarterback transfer to Texas Tech and be eligible immediately until he got shamed into it. it, it, Do not criticize these kids when the coaches – bigger better deal all the time. They 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 consistently do it. Of course. And the, and to me, this was a telling state of college football because th- this is a mercenary business. This is this is not for the love Absolutely of the game. Is. This is not for the love of the game. This is for the for the majority of people involved mind you like I watch for the love of the game we cheer for the love of the game we go to the games for the love of the game but for the people involved whether it's the uh at uh, athletic directors coaches yes they love the players and love the you know what they're doing but they also are mercenaries they are in it for what's best for them while it's best for them so the thing that I do not want to hear anymore is like I want us to tell the truth. I want us to tell the truth. Don't sit up here and say stuff like Christopher or Lincoln Riley or 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 Brian Kelly or any of these coaches have said listen, I'm here for the long haul. I want to be here. No, man. Just be like, yo, I'm, I'm 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 here for a good time. I don't know how long that's gonna last. But I'm I'm here, I'm committed. I'm here. Like that's the that that's all I want from you. Yep. Because I can respect that. Because if the thing that rubs people the wrong way, Ralph, is when you create an expectation and then you don't live up to that expect, expectation. He created that expectation when when he said uh the the words that that he said. And you've dealt with so many of these uh, coaches and players and all of this stuff. So I'll let you speak to that. But the but but the thing that he said is is that um uh oh is that four years ago he said he him and his family loved Oregon so much that we want to be here until you drag me away kicking and screaming. I, I don't think he was kicking and screaming on the way out. Or he was kicking and screaming like,
0: yeah, got Miami.
4: That's pretty funny.
3: He was kicking and screaming.
4: Chris Rock. Chris Rock said men are as faithful as their options. I don't believe that to be true, universally true, but it's true enough. It's true enough. He didn't have the option to go into Miami when he made that statement. And people can, people can judge coaches when they're not in that position. I started covering college football in 2015. And before that, I was covering high schools and I was just a fan. And I remember when Arizona State University brought in Todd Graham. And Todd Graham had gone to Pitt to replace Mike Haywood, who had been there for, like, a few weeks, got arrested for domestic violence, and then fired. Mike Haywood replaced Dave Wanstead. Mike Haywood was supposed to be the big hire. Todd Graham went there, said all the right things, and then left for Arizona State, sent his players a text message. And I remember how outraged the Pitt fan base was, and it it always made me laugh because, like, Todd Graham did you all a favor. You had a coach fired for domestic abuse. Your outrage should have been at him for putting you in the situation where you needed a one-year stopgap coach.
2: terms and conditions apply like it
4: you, you have to Though i think the mindset that you have about this because you're close to the oregon program played for oregon like like I, I think the whole thing is like all right we we move on to the next one we're not going to waste time you know gnashing teeth uh mfing this guy on the way out the yeah. door, spending a year on twitter tweeting at the recruits who offered us <laughs> down at exactly. miami like you're just showing that he's living rent free in your head Right. And he doesn't need to live rent free. He's getting eight million a year. <laughs> so like I, the, the way that I look at it and I've always looked at it is if you commit to a school as a player, then you are what you are. If you commit to Oregon, you are a duck. If You commit yeah. to Arizona State. You are a Sun Devil. If you commit to Oklahoma, you are a Sooner. If you are getting paid to be somewhere, you are an employee. And when something Rob Cassidy uh, with rivals always puts this in a really interesting way. He says, you give me one red cent to do this same job somewhere else. I'm taking one red cent. It just comes down to dollars. But It
3: wasn't about money in this case, because Oregon was going to pay, pay him, pay him more. Like, sometimes, but
4: but, but that, what it comes down to is what, like, whatever is your priority in the moment. Everybody has that one thing. If I get this, then I'm gone. Everybody has that. Everyone. And so now Mario Cristobal is at Miami and I guarantee you, there's a number on him not being at Miami anymore. Yep. Is it 15 million? Is it 16 million? We don't know, but everybody has that thing. Unless you make a commitment to go be a student athlete at a school, you are not Mario Cristobal was never an Oregon duck. He never was. He was an employee of the university of Oregon and fans have to get away from thinking of these coaches as players. Or mm. as fans or as alumni unless they Dang, are one. That's a You wh- have to. Wow. It's ridiculous. When when Herm Edwards took the Arizona State job, he came in and he cut somebody who had been committed to Arizona State since they were in eighth grade. Kid's name was it Lauren Mondi. He committed to Arizona State. He was a freshman linebacker, and Herm Edwards came in, and he took one look at the team, and he said, these are the players I want, these are the players I don't want. Chip Kelly did the same thing at UCLA, came in, cut some guys, because you can do that as as a new coach. I don't know why that's a rule, but it is. So Herm Edwards came in, cut somebody who had been committed since they were 14 years old, and in that moment when he did that, I said, that kid is more of a Sun Devil than Herm Edwards will ever be. Herm Edwards will never be a Sun Devil unless he goes to school there unless he goes and gets an advanced degree there until then, he is just an employee of Arizona state university. And if you want to come in and treat the people who chose to be there, not the ones who are being paid to be there, you want to come in and you want to treat them uh, in, in a disrespectful manner or act like you belong to be there more than they do. Then I think that the fans should react accordingly. These people, you don't have to show them contempt. You don't have to show them resentment, but they work for the school that you like. That's it. That's all they are. But now Marty Cristobal is going to Miami. He is a Hurricane. Yes. Right? So there's going to be a little bit is, different of a standard there.
3: Yeah. And so how do you think that this reflects? I mean, because obviously they've already gotten one decommit this the quarterback named, named Tanner Bailey, who I'm not all that. I wasn't necessarily all that excited about him in general, but you may have a decommit from your five-star tackle. You may have other players who are very, because he's, he's a hell of a recruiter, but what do you think about how it leaves these programs where Oklahoma, their recruiting class has been devastated. Oregon's recruiting class is going to take some hits, depending on who they get and the timeliness of it, because it's nine days until signing day. Yeah. So yeah, so, that's ugh, so so it's it, messy. so it not it's only really messy. So it puts the kids in a bad spot because. Yeah. It's very late in the game. They had forged relationships with coaches. And they're like, nah, no, nah, I'm going there. I shut down my recruitment, which they asked you to do. And you did it. And yep. now you're like, oh, snap, where do I go? Which that only increases the chances of these kids making a bad decision. And now and they'll Absolutely. tell you, and don't rec-
4: one thing I can't take. Well, I think what you're gonna say, don't, don't. Commit to the school, not the coach, right?
3: Yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah, they will. They will tell you that. Yeah, that was exactly where I was going. But the problem is, that's not the way it works. Yeah, the co- like, the
4: cognitive dissonance. No, no, you wouldn't be offering eight million dollars a year to somebody to come coach your team if you believed that the kids were committing to the school. Exactly. You would spend that eight million dollars making the school even more accessible and better. Exactly. And and, and, and providing more opportunities for the student athlete. I can't stand when people say commit to the school and not the coach. I can't stand it because even if you commit to the school, the coach could come in, like I just told you, Herm Edwards, and cut you or your Or,
3: or but you, you could be a running quarterback, and he's like, no, we 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 want a pocket passer, or we want a mobile quarterback, or we want to run a three four, and you're a D tackle, or and not a big D, like what whatever. It could not fit your scheme. So the idea that you commit to a, co- a, a, a school and not a coach and not fully understand that those things go hand in hand. Yes, you do commit to a school. It
4: goes hand in hand in everything a college does. That's the reason you want to hire the best band director. That's the reason you want to hire somebody to chair the science department that has published the most studies. That's the reason you want notable authors within your uh, literary department at your school, because you need something that gives you an edge over the other private schools or the other state systems that you rely more on just your access to the immediate populace. If you're trying to lure uh, uh, Rhodes scholars or people who are, are, are high achieving academic from Africa or from Europe or from Australia, you need something that makes you stand out. And that is your faculty, your employees, your coaches, that's the whole point. All you're trying to do is make sure that you continue. Uh, the, the university I- is the heart, but like the <laughs> the coaches and the employees, that's the paddle that gets it beaten when when, when things aren't going so well. And so, you know, uh, y- the way that you are going to recruit any type of student, much less a student athlete, is by setting yourself apart with employees who can provide the most benefit for them. It works pretty much like any other industry. You wouldn't bank with somebody who's getting you less returns than somebody else. Yep. Nobody ever says like commit to the bank, not the banker. Have you ever heard anybody say that ever?
3: Yes, exactly. Yes. No, no. Commit to chase bank. Don't, don't commit to the guy uh, managing your, your money commit to the bank. No, bro. I'm not committing to the bank now. What do you think happens with the University of Miami? Are they? I think they're in better shape because they're going to recruit better. Yeah, because but it's also a harder recruiting ground too because there are kids who are from Florida that are Florida State and Florida growing yeah. up, and if they get those those offers, there's no way they go to Miami. It's, it it ain't happening. So so I think that you're in a m- more fertile recruiting ground than you were in Oregon, but because of Oregon's resources and all those things, they made it na- like they are a national recruiting brand. Yeah.
4: Yes. Yeah. No, that they're, they're, I think that, uh, I think Mario Cristobal will do a lot to remind people of his years under Erickson and Jimmy Jones and, and all that. And I think that, you know, I, I think, Mario Cristobal's biggest issue is going to be getting people like you on the same page because that's been Miami's biggest issue for the last few years because they got way too many alumni with way too much access to microphones <laughs> and other people and ways to grumble about it. He needs to get everybody swimming in the same direction, and that's their only chance. I mean, he's going to be going head-to-head with Billy Napier, who, you know, that's going to be tough. But at the same time, at least he has the pedigree of having played for Miami that Napier might not have. See, but then Mike the Vendell's question is, can head
3: start on him? Can he can he go beat those teams? Is going to be the question,
4: right? It's going to be the in game stuff. Which if he had a weakness at Oregon, it was that was it. That, yeah, that was it. He was other otherwise. You would still love to have him. I'd still love to have him there. He 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 was fantastic, representative of the Pac twelve and and all that. Let's talk about Oregon. What do they do? Because I, when I first started thinking about it, I was like, damn, this is really late in the game. You had the contract extension details leaked out, so you know what type of budget you're potentially working with. Can you even get the value out of that? And, you and I tossed some names around. Um, and I think maybe there's only three or four guys that, that I would be given a, a close look to right now. Um,
3: I mean, obviously on the on the list immediately is gonna be Dave Aranda like that's that's big fish he hasn't signed his contract yet apparently so his contract extension that they offered him they have they're gonna obviously some people are gonna want Justin Wilcox I'm like mm. I mean mm. people have floated chip Kelly Chris Peterson. I do not. I think Chris Peterson is a wonderful coach, but I don't want him only because he's a Washington guy now. I think he's done. I think he's done. Well, that that, and he's Washington. Like he's Washington. So I would be like always in the back of my mind if anything went wrong, I'd be like, is he sabotaging us? So, um, and then (laughs) Brian Harson's name got brought up, Bill O'Brien. But the only problem with Bill O'Brien is he's going to be there for a good time, not a long time. But he might be the guy to recruit that's, at that's that true. to bring people in who will recruit at that level because he saw what was happening at Bama.
4: Yeah, and I, but the track record with saving assistance is like 50-50, right? True. Are you getting a good one or are you get, or you're not getting a good one? he's obviously he's doing a good job for Saban. Everybody does a good job for saving on unlimited resources and, and, and that level of, of talent. Um, I'm going to throw a name out there that you and I haven't talked about yet, that I feel pretty strongly about, maybe not for Oregon, but to be a head coach very soon. And that is former Todd Graham and Nick Saban and current Kirby smart assistant, Georgia defensive coordinator, Dan Lanning.
3: Yes. Yes, if we can get Dan Lanning, bro, I will. I will cut a flip, bro. Dan Lanning, bro, because you know what? He will be able to recruit his ass off. He'll be like, yo, he's a dude too. You see what I do he, with he these? Is a de- motivated di- oh, guy. bring Cortez Hankton up there, my former teammate, their wide receivers coach. Listen, listen here, partner. I like it. I like it. And if Oregon doesn't hire a coach in the next week before National Signing Day, you already know what it is. You already that that would signal you that it is it'll it, it that means it's either Luke Fickle. It ain't gonna be Jim Harbaugh or anybody off of his staff. So take that off. Right. That means that it's yeah either Luke Fickle. I saw Bill, a
4: lot of a lot. I saw some Oregon alumni asking Atlantic. about Josh Gattis. You wouldn't take Josh Gattis. You wouldn't take a uh, Michigan offensive coordinator, Gattis? I saw some former no. Oregon players. Michigan's tossing.
3: offense has not been good enough. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Those same players are like throwing Urban Meyer's name around too, though. So, Hey, hey, <laughs> former hey, Former players don't hey, always man. know what's hey, best. Man. Hey, man, if you got to hire, hire Urban, you just got to hire Urban. I'm joking. I'm joking. That anybody who listens to this program <laughs> knows that's a 100% joke. Don't even mention Urban Meyer's name. I'd rather lose. All right, uh, well
4: Last one. What about getting the band back together? Because currently both
3: Ed Orgeron and Joe Brady are unemployed. I would not mind Joe Brady. Ed Orgeron, Joe Brady. and (laughs) I mean, but that only works if you can hire Dave Aranda, too. And (laughs) you you can't bring him in as defensive coordinator. (laughs) So sorry. All right. All right, uh, the next thing up. The Detroit Lions won a football game last night. <laughs> they are like oh 10 million and one. And the best part about it was how Jared Goff's girlfriend reacted. And when Ralph told me this, I was like, why the hell wasn't she at the game? Why why wasn't she at the game, Ralph? Because she's a sports illustrated cover model. She's out on a shoot. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. So here is her reaction to Jared Goff winning a football
1: game. It's open for a
3: second to
1: win. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up.
0: You guys think this is their first win? Like, it's like, this is crazy. Here we go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Giselle bunching? Reacting to like a regular season (laughs) win against the Vikings in that fashion? No, I couldn't.
4: But I I know that she's ride or die because she, leaving the stadium that one time, argued with fans and told them that Brady's receivers sucked. (laughs) But (laughs) but that was... Thing you brought up, you're like, why is she not at the game? And and when I said that, you're like, Oh, right, because we know Giselle makes more money than Tom Brady. So if she's she's out being the breadwinner in case Jared Goff ends up unemployed after this disastrous season with the Lions, even though he's not all that bad. He's not playing all that all that bad Correct. at all. I feel bad for the Lions. Um, it's good to see them get off the skid and get a win. It's good for Dan Campbell. Imagine, imagine that cherry on the Sunday if you're a Michigan football fan and your fandom crosses over to the Lions, you just get word that you're in the college football playoff and like, oh, hey, the Lions won a game, too. That's nice.
3: Yes, the Lions won a football game. And, and dude, and this consistently, consistently echoes my same message about Kirk Cousins, bro, because everybody keeps trying to tell me, they're like, the numbers say Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback. I'm like, the, the, the numbers are lying to you. <laughs> like, he can't win in prime time. Can't get the team consistently to the playoffs. And they have no shortage of offensive weapons. None. Like, they're never short on offensive weapons. But this dude, like, he's the worst kind of quarterback to, uh, to a half. Him and Baker Mayfield. Worst ones. Because, and, and mind you, Kirk Cousins is better than Baker Mayfield. But they're they're good enough to where their stats and all of this stuff, especially Kirk, to where they project to a top-tier quarterback. But it's something either about the leadership, something about something that that doesn't really make stuff happen. And I said it this year that at some point in time, Kirk Cousins was going to be in the locker room telling guys, guys, we got to sacrifice for the team, do what's best for the team. Do what's right. Don't worry about your stats. Don't worry about yourself. Yeah, but I'm not getting <laughs> vaccinated though. For you guys. Oh man. So saying. Kirk
4: Cousins is like the he be. Kirk Cousins would be like, hey, no, Kirk Cousins. He's he's stable. He's 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 good for my daughter. He's got a good job, hundred fifty thousand a year. But he doesn't make $150,000 a year. He makes $1 million every seven years, which then divided out is $150,000 a year. You're going to have six lean years. Like, you're going to have lean times with Kirk Cousins. It's just And then every once in a while, he's going to go out and throw for 500 yards and six touchdowns. And the overall stats are going to reflect something that isn't your actual experience uh, rooting for him. And I do think that he's a really good quarterback, but at the end of the day, there's something that you have to have that he doesn't. And you can get away with being a sometimes great quarterback. If it gets you the ultimate prize, Eli Manning's going to go to the hall of fame for having two good years,
3: dude. He has thrown for 3,300 yards, 25 touchdowns. So he's sixth in the league in passing yards, fourth in touchdowns. And three, I'm sorry, and then first in interceptions thrown. And he's throwing to (laughs) Jamar Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and he's got Cook at running back. How are you losing football games, dude? How? How is that humanly possible? Can you explain to me?
4: Can you explain to me why people who throw 20 interceptions have defenders, but if a running back fumbles twice, you want them locked up from prison? What is the what's the disconnect in a fan's head that that makes them believe that like running backs deserve the doghouse for fumbling but quarterbacks you just got to let them figure it out?
3: Because they because they believe running backs come a dime a dozen and quarterbacks it's like a scarcity. They're like the next guy is going to throw more picks so we got to get this guy fixed. All right, so in the Lions game he was 30 for 40 for 340 yards. That's 75% completions, 8.5 average, two touchdowns, no picks. But the problem is that some of those... All good things. Yes, but the problem is the hole in those stats is that some of those 10 misses were the most crucial ones of the game. Like, it, it's just, he'll keep you in it. And then, I mean, it, it's almost like Last night when San Francisco was playing and they had all the time in the world, they were playing against the Seahawks all the time in the world had to go 98 yards, had timeouts, like three minutes to some change. Didn't have to hurry nothing. And when they got the ball, I was like, this is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got to save the day. If he, if they can't run the ball in, he's not going to score. Someone was like, what are you talking about? Jimmy Garoppolo's a great quarterback. He's Kirk Cousins. He's the same guy, except for Kirk Cousins passes the ball at a better rate. And and then when they got inside the five, my my friend texted me, ha ha, you talked all this about Kirk. I was like, listen, bro, the game's not over. If they can't run it in, it ain't happening. And what <laughs> And what happened? He had to throw it in and it didn't happen. I was like, Oh, mean. You're saying J- Jimmy
4: Garoppolo is Kirk Cousins, but with like, a riskier dating pool.
3: Yes, exactly.
4: You never spot Kirk Cousins with a porn star.
3: Mm, are you sure? I think so. I don't. I don't know, man. I've seen some very religious people do some very uh, questionable things. Just saying. All right. All right, well, you guys, that is Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Ameson. Peace out. Catch you guys later. Yeah, catch you on Wednesday.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could
4: go surfing.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah,
2: ski slopes. Let's
1: do it. Um, ten girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.